Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. We're coming at your remote this time, folks. Yeah. It's kind of like the album we're talking about. You know, sometimes there's tension within a group, within a a band or a podcast team, and you just can't stand to be in the same room with one another. Yeah, that's right. Don't read too much into it, people. We're fine. <laughs> oh, man. No, my wife had COVID. She had a pretty bad. God. Did the whole quarantine deal and uh, did not want to risk you catching it. That's Leo, so I, I appreciate that. Stay out. Is she better now? Is she feeling better? She's on the up. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Finest work fan nation is pulling for her. Matt, what have you been up to recently? Anything uh, anything going down these days? Funny you should ask. You know, you were so kind last season to talk about your colon experience with Color Guard. So I just yesterday had my first ever colonoscopy, which was... Ew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and <laughs> I, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. If you're, you know, if you're of a certain age, you should definitely do it. That's what the commercials say. Yeah, I mean, you get to rest for a bit. It was not bad at all. I got to give... Yeah, shout out to Duke GI. They did an awesome job. It was really easy. Thanks to our new sponsor, Duke Butts. Gastrointestinal. I'm not really sure which one was more embarrassing. Like you walked into a post office with a line of people with a color guard box under your arm. I only had like three people looking at my rear end. So yeah. I think I might have won that. Now, granted, I was asleep for a good chunk of it. So there might have been a party going on. You know, <laughs> it was actually a good experience, all things considered. When you say color guard, it sounds like you're saying color guard. Oh, it is color. I think I was saying color guard. I, I, you know what? Sorry. I've always got marching bands on my mind. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Yeah, color guard. Color guard. I do kind of wonder, like, how funny would it be, like, if every 5,000th colonoscopy, they put, like, a little prize, like a little golden ticket. In there? <laughs> yeah. And you like... you sounds miserable. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, it'd be hard to get out if you cross your fingers, so you might Oh, that's a good point. Just... <laughs> In all seriousness, go get it done. It was not hard to do at all. I think it was harder on Charity, my wife, because she had to sit out and wait for me. And Wait, you know. so you would prefer to have that happen to you not, than to sit out in a waiting room and look at your phone? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'll say it went by a lot faster for me. Because like time flies when you're having fun exactly. or they that, drugged you up. I think that's where that saying came from. I don't think that saying existed <laughs> until colonoscopies. No. Do they give you drugs? Is that why? They did, yep. CBD for dogs? Yeah, you know it. Just chewed up, chewed a few biscuits. <laughs> I was good to go. <laughs> Again, can't say enough about it. If you're of a certain age, go get it done. Okay. All right. You are excited about this. I don't know what to do with it. I that. did wake up towards the end of it. So I was like was actually watching the camera. You start doing commentary. <laughs> doing like, and like John Madden. Rushing down the middle. No, see, this guy comes around the, the right tackle. <laughs> there should be a tight end joke in there somewhere. Dang it, we missed it. Matt, aside from talking about colonoscopies, mm-hmm. what do we do here on Finest Work Songs? Yeah, Matt, here on Finest Work Songs, we love to talk about classic albums, classic music. Sometimes it's an album that everyone confirms universally is a classic album. Um, sometimes it's one that we maybe you and I think should be considered classic. And so, yeah, we just love to talk music on Finest Work Songs. And we love to share our thoughts on these classic albums. Every now and then we get some emails from you guys and you ask really good questions. You you pontificate on the deep questions of the universe or sometimes they're very personal. We feel compelled sometimes to share some of these emails that you send in a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. Gmail. 
today's Kenny Gmail, I think this really speaks to the reach of this podcast, Matt. I think this Kenny Gmail speaks to it because it comes to us from Poland. Hola. Sorry, I don't speak Polish, so I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to try and read it in okay. Polish, and then I'll, I'll tell you what it says. But this is in reference to our Killers Hot Fuss Epipod, which was a listener's choice Epipod a couple seasons ago. So That's right. this person writes, Obecni kreditia oa pustika chijaj powina cc's botch kreditia oe odapauni whiskia pod zibachi we college beznilachi strategia daniel kiwati forsi our polish listeners are like oh man yeah i know exactly what he's talking about sure but this translates as currently these loans are emptiness what should be afraid of credits are the appropriate way to get the entire immediate strategy of a given amount of money Loans Are Emptiness sounds like an emo band album title. <laughs> yeah, it does. Credits are... What do they mean? And what does this have to do with the killers is what I want to know. Yeah. Maybe they're like, people are making such a hot fuss out of loans. And really, credits mm-hmm. are the way to go. There it is. <laughs> Thanks again for all the Kenny Gmail submissions. Uh, if you're interested in having your email read on a future epipod of Finest Work Songs, you can send us an email at finestworksongs at gmail.com. Similar to our podcast, we're reviewing an album today that had quite the global reach. Yes, did. Today we're going to be talking about Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. like to start with our memories so matt what is your memory of fleetwood mac my first like real memories of fleetwood mac probably relate to more of the early 80s when you would see like videos i don't have like a concrete nostalgic emotional attachment to this album as a whole only because so many of these songs on this album were just like omnipresent in pop music for years and years and years anyway it's like these songs could have been on five different albums i wouldn't have realized that and it wouldn't have mattered because they're they're such big hits i think i probably first started listening to this album as a whole a few years ago and so i'm I'm really excited to talk about it yeah what's your memory of rumors matt did you know i immigrated i didn't know that from ireland ah it was a while back yeah, and a girl came with me. We we got here, but we ran into some really tough times. Sure. And Matt, we ended up out in the streets. Mm. We decided to head west because there's a lot of land. Mm-hmm. And when we got out there, they were doing this crazy thing where each person got a flag and you ran as fast as you could. You took your horse and, uh, <laughs> you know, wagon. Or, sure. There's a lot of weird people there, yeah. a lot of hippies. Was this Burning Man? Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I think that's what it Man. was, actually. You had to just go find your where you're going to put your tent. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. They blow the gun and you're we're running and we're going, you know, and mm-hmm. people are like shooting people and sure. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah. That's wild. Nuts. Anyway, we were running and this girl was just like, Go on, Matt, go. Don't stop. These are my dreams that you're talking about. I'm never going back again to Ireland. And the guy that was running next to me goes, yeah. you know that she's just like saying title tracks from the uh, Fleetwood Mac classic album Rumors, right? 
And I was like, I haven't heard that. What are you talking about? He's like, you got to go right now. And I was like, I'm not falling for that. I got to go put my flag in the land. Mm. You go your own way. I'm going this way. And he's just like, ah, you did it too, man. This is crazy. (laughs) So we got flag in the land and we went on down to the record store and picked up that album. Man, what movie is that? I'm completely lost. Far and away. Far and away. Have okay. Never seen that? I have. I just I couldn't remember the flag part. For a second there, I was like, wait, is he combining something? Is this the Hunger Games? Yeah, the flag in the land. That was the exciting part, man. I need to go back and watch that. Good movie. It's a long movie. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk about the band. We'll talk about the album as we go, but it's time to jump into the music. We're going to kick it off with the opening track, Secondhand News. Won't you lay me down in the tall grass and let me do my stuff? What, what stuff is he talking about, Matt? Like a picnic? I mean, you've got hobbies. I've got hobbies. Sure. Just lay me down and like, let me do my wordle. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, don't bother me. That's like, true. I'll do the crossword. I'll read a book. I bet you're right. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. So this is an album essentially full of diss tracks, but yeah. they're all aimed at other people in the band, which is amazing. I knew the legends <laughs> and I knew some side stories, yeah. but when you get into it, it's crazy. Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, a little bit of backstory. They met in California at a young life, which is that Christian oh, outreach. I did not know that. They met at a young life meeting. Apparently Lindsey walks in and there's Stevie playing the guitar. They just really kind of immediately hit it off. Two years later, he was in a band playing bass, thought of her, okay. and they brought her in, and uh, they started to make their way around. Mm-hmm. Stevie, in particular, was very driven. They went off and became Buckingham Knicks, which, let's pause real quick. <laughs> How funny is it that they also had a band with their last right. name, really? <laughs> Buckingham you know, like They weren't like you know the trolls or something. <laughs> Mick Fleetwood heard a Buckingham Knicks track, then came down and wanted Lindsay to get in the band. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay was like, not without her, bro. Yeah, we need this lady on stage who can twirl around. Hey, Mick Fleetwood, you saw Stevie Nicks and you thought, mm, I'll pass. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want just Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, though, to think Fleetwood Mac would have continued on. They had enough to tour and yeah. make albums. It would have been a different sound, a different trajectory. But yeah, Lindsay and Stevie were a thing. Mm-hmm. They were a pair, mm-hmm. but also wrote songs together. What's that like to join a band that's been going for six or seven albums so he comes in and and he's got his own songs he's got his own ideas there's even songs on here that existed before fleetwood mac that get kind of repurposed and reinvented matt their first album sold over seven million that's crazy i didn't know that first fleetwood mac album the first one with the classic line yeah yeah the, the lineup we all know sorry peter green landslide was on the first one okay but that wasn't a hit until smashing pumpkins covered the it. 90s when they came out with the dance yep. album mm-hmm. so they make it huge with that iteration and tour but they're exhausted from all the stress mm-hmm. and the drugs apparently lots of cocaine <laughs> yeah because john and christine v had been married for eight years and they divorced right before they recorded rumors or sometime before that mm-hmm. buckingham and nick's 
they had broken up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Mick Fleetwood yeah. was getting a divorce with his wife at the time. <laughs> she wasn't in the band. Man, that's like a formula for disaster. So this song, if we're looking at diss tracks, yeah. where's the stand in, in terms of the burns on the album? Such a happy, poppy, little bow, 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 bow song to it. You don't really listen to it and think, oh man, he's getting her good. I think it's more retrospective on you're moving on to someone else and I'm yesterday's news, I'm secondhand news. And He does say, one thing I think you should know, I ain't going to miss you when you go. Yeah, ouch, pretty good. burn. I watched a documentary and he was talking about this song having very much like this kind of shuffle mm-hmm. this scottish irish mm-hmm. type feel but he wanted more of like a disco yeah they, he wanted to make a pop album yep and instead of like a da, 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 he had him do like a bgs thing yep. from jive talking and so a lot of it is just mick fleetwood just kick snare kick yep. snare like there's a lot of little things going on yeah. but there's definitely a solid beat that is keeping it together mm-hmm. it's a good song man i like it well how do you feel about it as an opening track I think it's great. You think it's great? Do you take issue with it? And if so, is that because other songs on the album you think would make better opening tracks? Because it's got all these hits on it. I think it's more of the latter. I think it's more that like there are so many other bigger hits on it that I would I would have expected. Again, I'm, I wasn't overly familiar with the track listing or the, the album as a whole. So I think I would have assumed that you know one of the other ones would have started the album. But it's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right. Well, Stevie's going to have her chance to clap back. Get ready, Lindsay. I'm always impressed when songwriters and lyricists can work in phrasing that's really cold and and burns without like just coming out and saying it so blatantly. And like that first stanza, you know, it's only right that you should play the way you feel it, but listen carefully to the sound of your loneliness. Go do what you want, but that's on you. He comes at her with fire. Yeah. And she comes at him with ice. Yeah. Like you said, it's subtle. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) I did kind of snicker, like, in second verse where she says, now here I go again, I see the crystal vision. Because I, I pictured Stevie Nicks being someone who, like, pays attention to crystals and, like, what, what crystals oh, yeah. mean and, and things. 
things like that. On the cover, like, she's staring into that crystal ball dressed in her Rihanna, like, which is a witch yeah. outfit. So <laughs> yeah. I bet she's definitely into that stuff. She shopped at the old uh, rain stick store in the mall before. Oh, yeah. You know how, like, guitarists will get their own version <laughs> of a guitar? You know, like the Stevie Ray Vaughan Yeah, the, 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 the Tommy Lee drum set. But you got a Stevie Nicks. <laughs> rain stick. Rain stick. <laughs> <laughs> And am I wrong? That's Buckingham singing the chorus with her too, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, not only are you going to have to hear this, you're going to have to sing this, bro. Yep. Check out the dynamics of the vocals in this band. Okay. Because you not only have Lindsay and Stevie, but you've got Christine McVie. Yeah. She hasn't even really been introduced yet. This isn't great quality, but you still get an idea yeah. of how they interplay. They would gather around the mic, mm -hmm. and so he's sitting there having to sing these <laughs> lyrics, looking at her. Oh, gosh. You know, Christine's like awkwardly sitting yeah. there. Uh, Anybody want any more cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you know there was a Fleetwood Mac tribute album? I did. I think I mentioned working at Blockbuster Music on a previous Epipod. I think it was a, the Shania Twain Epipod. I believe that album came out while I was working there, because I remember us playing that quite a bit this is a baller of a 90s collection of bands right you got tonic yes matchbox 20 Ooh. the cranberries nice. we're gonna get to that okay duncan sheik yes. sean colvin jewel goo goo dolls <laughs> sister hazel are you kidding me uh, but there's one band that does this song that uh i want to see if you can guess who it is okay 90s huh okay so is this enya <laughs> it does sound like it. Man, late 90s loved those sounds. Here, I'll get to the chorus. Spice Girls? <laughs> it sounds like it. Just wait one second. Okay. You'll get a clue here. All right. You'll be able to uh, narrow it down to the, the region. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not Delmarva. Um, female, so it's not the Chieftains. <laughs> Close. Coors? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Coors. You were talking about them the other time. Highly underrated Irish band. Stuff aside, you two. <laughs> That's awesome. So they picked the chorus for that. Man, that is a collection of 90s artists, isn't it? Yes, it is. Some 90s royalty right there. Was was Blues Traveler not invited? Did you hear about this TikTok phenomenon? The song is the soundtrack, but this guy's just, he's on a skateboard. Oh, with drinking the- Drinking uh, cranberry with juice. With the cranberry juice, yes. And then it became a thing where everybody's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the biggest thing in the world for about eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like skateboarding, holding his cranberry juice. You know, after that, every juice company was like oh, hiring man. somebody to do something. Here, <laughs> take our juice and jump into the pool. That really took me back to back when I was like seventh, eighth grade and I was a skateboarder. Man, we skated all the time to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Rolling Stone said that this was the ninth best song of all time. Do you wow. agree with that? I think that's a little high. 
but I'm also not like the biggest Fleetwood Mac fan in the world. It's definitely a upper part of the list song. Matt, we have debated before and, and compared that Rolling mm-hmm. Stone list, like where tracks oh, should yeah. go, but I'll go on record by saying number nine is way too high. I don't think you're off base with that. Next, we're going to cover track number four, third single, Don't Stop. That's what I'm talking about. That groove is like so simple, but if that thing doesn't swing, this song yeah. it mm-hmm. falls flat. It's similar mm-hmm. to the Wrecking Crew and those people. Like they're not playing super complex things. It's just they are in the pocket carrying it along. It's so good. Yeah, I do love the two of them sharing vocals on this. I think if I had to pick one of the two, I think I prefer McVie's voice over Stevie Nicks, which I know is kind of like sacrilege, but I just think she's got such a cool voice. Okay. I think I could take her voice for a longer length of time. Maybe I'll put it that way. Yeah, I get that. Stevie Nicks has a little bit of the goat thing. Yeah, she's got that warble thing kind of that goes from time to time. Isn't that nuts that like, this is one of their biggest songs and it was written not by Buckingham or Nicks. Right. Which just shows like, it's not just the two of them, which is insane. It's not just two of them. On an album full of cutting lyrics, I mean, this one still has some some of that vein going through it, but maybe it's the music, maybe it's the, the melody. It definitely has more of a feeling of hope than the rest of them. Yeah. But that's tough for John McVie to sit there and hear her yeah. singing about moving on and how being so happy. Lindsey Buckingham said that there were times when you could hear John in the halls of the studio. First of all, let's get to the studio. No windows, stuck in there, day and night. I mean, it's so weird to break up and then to be with them 24-7. Yeah, have to collaborate and be creative and all that with them. They said John was tore up about it. Speaking of the fact that you've got three English members and two American members, do you think when they came to the the title of the album, like they got outvoted on whether it was going to be spelled with a O-R-S or O-U-R-S? You're totally right. <laughs> Why didn't they do like the uh, Mutt Lang, Shania Twain version, do like different international versions? <laughs> like the American title is just R-U-M-O-R-S and the British version's <laughs> That's got the, the U. only difference. <laughs> the French version's like Les Rumors. <laughs> sounds like they would go in like when they're supposed to be recording they would just all get get in there and just start doing drugs 
yeah. and party and then they wouldn't record till much later and you're already in a industry where you're essentially taking like third shift hours everything's just foggy anyway and cloudy yeah and then you throw all that tension into it and and yet still out of that comes these like incredibly beautiful and clean precise super well produced songs so it's, it's pretty incredible they've made comments about how the worse things got the better the music got mm-hmm. all right next song we're going to cover another huge hit this is go your own way This song has been repurposed into like a rental car commercial pretty recently. <laughs> it's like That's one of those right. songs like you don't think about what the meaning is, like people playing U2 One at their wedding or Every Breath You Take, not quite getting the gist of what these songs mean. It's like, hey, this would be a great song for an enterprise rental car. Yeah. Yeah, you can go your own way. We're going to hook you yeah, up. Yeah, windows down. It's your choice. <laughs> Apparently, Stevie Nicks demanded that he remove packing up shacking up is all you want to do and he's like nah man which is rough and apparently he would sing it at times just really like glaring at her yeah going for it <laughs> found an isolated vocal of lindsey buckingham on this one i'm gonna skip to the chorus so that you can hear how much he gives into this chorus you can go There's some emotion in there. He's going for it. I would take a voice that is a little shaky, that you can feel the passion in it any day over nailing it perfectly. Mm -hmm. I really dig his voice. I think it sounds great. They've all got great voices, and it's you don't get that combination of voices that often. That's amazing to hear. You think he came into the studio, and he's like, hey, guys, I got another song called Holiday Road. It's for a... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, nah, man, you save that for your solo work. <laughs> I want to hear the songs that didn't make it. Okay, I've got a song. How about yeah. you always leave coffee grounds in the sink? <laughs> Let's go. One, two, three, four. <laughs> this is a little song I wrote. Uh, it's not really about anyone in particular, but it's called uh, Why Didn't You Put the Dishes Up Last Night? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, there's a new song I just thought of, which is uh, I Don't Need to See Your Dirty Underwear All Over the Bathroom. <laughs> so, Matt, that 90s compilation album has some terrible things on it, like Matchbox 20. <laughs> But check out this version of Go Your Own Way by the Cranberries. Does this song really need to be covered? 
Well, none of the songs do, but on that <laughs> compilation, maybe that's why I liked it, just because I was listening yeah. to the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah so in comparison bad. to like you know, Tonic. Chumbawamba doing yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, they won a Grammy for this album. They were also up for a Grammy for the best vocal arrangement for Go Your Own Way. Can you guess who they lost to? Think about stupid late 70s vocal arrangements. So not, like 1977? Sure. Or 78, probably. Um, who would they have lost to? Vocal arrangement. Like, that means multiple people singing. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying I'm that. just. That's the clue. Uh, ABBA? They lost to the Eagles. New Kid in Town. Gosh, dude. New Kid in Town? Yeah. <laughs> like of all the Eagles songs? <laughs> like Apparently, the- Stevie Nicks dated Don Henley. Of course they did. Uh, gosh, we don't even need to. Y'all can look up all that drama. Yeah, look up. <laughs> like who dated who. Christine McVie dated the lighting guy and Stevie Nicks dated Mick Fleetwood and just nonstop. I do have one question about a song I want to bring up if it's pertinent. Was Silver Spring on the original album or was that a reissue later? It didn't make the album. It was the kind of thing where Mick Fleetwood said he had to take Stevie outside and say, hey, it's not on the album. To me, that song has one of the best choruses. It's just got that note build up. Yeah, let's play it's it. It's so good. And I remember it was a big hit. What would you say? The Dance? Was that what it was called? Their kind of comeback live thing they did? The Dance. The Garth Brooks, baby. <laughs> That's the only dance I know of. <laughs> Chris Gaines. I wish that Chris Gaines would put out a Garth Brooks tribute album. <laughs> <laughs> the song itself is kind of chock full of kind of 70s fluff and bubble gum. But I just think the structure of that chorus and the vocals coming in like that are just to me, are just super powerful. For sure. A couple of the other songs that made it on the album, I'm, I'm always stunned when I found out it didn't make it. Dude, I would put that in over at least three songs. Yeah. All right, Matt. A lot of times they talk about the band dynamic of the Beatles and how that can be found in each group. I don't sure. see that in this band. I'm thinking more like getting this group together that is codependent on one another. It <laughs> reminds me a little bit more of the 96 Chicago Bulls. Oh, okay. So, I can see that. Let's figure out Fleetwood Mac, classic <laughs> okay. lineup. Who are they in that lineup? Oh, my gosh. Let's not even start with Jordan. Who's Dennis Rodman? Jeez. So, Dennis Rodman, so you've got someone who's kind of doing the dirty work, yep. getting in there, mixing it up. Doesn't want to play by the rules. Yeah. I would say doing drugs, but that was all of them. They're all Dennis well, Rodman. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Is that Mick Fleetwood? That's kind of where I was going with it. More from that, like doing the grunt work. And the kind of weird outfits and everything. How do I put this? The two spheres hanging from his pants on the mm-hmm. album cover. Yeah, that, that seems like a very Rodman-esque thing to do. Okay. Who's yeah. Pippin? You know, you're second. I think that Stevie Nicks is Jordan. 
Yeah, Nick's is Jordan. And Lindsey Buckingham is Pippin. And there's that oil and vinegar going on. They have to be together. You don't get one without the other. They don't like uh, deferring to one another either. And Lindsey's always hurt by Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Stevie's <laughs> writing songs like Dreams, like, and he's like saying things like, you just want to shack up. and Easily you can make the argument that the Bulls are going to be the Bulls with just Jordan and not Pippin. And then I'm sure there are people that think Fleetwood Mac is mostly Stevie Nicks' vocals anyway. Well, they chose to kick out Lindsey Buckingham. A few years ago, she went to the band and said, it's either me or him. And they picked her. And they picked her. And you're always going to pick Jordan over Pippen. Every time. Does that make uh, (laughs) Christine McVie like Tony Kukoc? Yep. (laughs) All right, listeners. We are now at the point where we challenge one another to remove a song. So Matt, Mm -hmm. what is Fleetwood Mac going to do? They're going to write a diss track about you that goes... Gold, platinum, is up for a Grammy. Yeah. And you got to just sit there and listen to it on the radio every 15 seconds about how, <laughs> what a terrible person you are. That's what they're going to do if you don't remove a song off of Rumors. So if you had to, yeah. Matt, which one would it be? This one was really actually easy for me. I would remove Oh Daddy. Oh Daddy, you soothe me with your smile. You're letting me know you're the best thing in my life. Oh, Daddy, if I can make you see, if there's been a fool around. For me, it doesn't necessarily fit the mood of the album. It's slow, it drags, it's repetitive. It doesn't have that, that melodic lift that so many of the other songs on this album do. So that would be the one I would remove. What about you? What, what would yeah. you remove and so you don't get dissed on globally? I was really torn between Oh, Daddy... Goldust Woman and Songbird, like all three of those. And I know people would be like, oh, Songbird, that's Christina McVie's beautiful song on the piano. It's her magnum it's, opus. It's not that good. I don't love the melody. It's kind of a cheesy 70s ballad, but mm-hmm. I think I'm with you. I think it's Oh Daddy. Just yeah. the way she sings that and the feel of that. Yeah. It's like, come on. And it just sounds like they're noodling in the background. This album would be still amazing without that song on it. Okay, Matt, this album has sold over 40 million copies. It's one of the best-selling albums of all time. It sold 10 million in the first month. That's insane. Which I don't is, think that's been matched, has it? I don't see how it could. That yeah, that's nuts. It is in the National Recording Registry because it was deemed culturally, historically, or artistically significant. This thing was yep. everywhere. It's an amazing album. Is it that good? I am going to say not really. Um I think it warrants being among the top 25 to 40 albums of all time. I also think for something to be that well regarded as it kind of universally is, I feel like it almost has to be a perfect album. To me, there's still too many meh parts to it to warrant it being as revered as it is, I'll say. Great album. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not so sure it's as great as everyone makes it out to be. I agree. I think that it's extremely popular. You're also trying to think through things like how much record companies pushed it. Mm-hmm. That's a factor. Just because something's super popular doesn't mean that it is artistically. We talked about that with boy bands. Mm-hmm. They've sold 100 million albums, but you look at them, you're like, those aren't great albums. They're just really popular. I really enjoy most of it. And there's mm-hmm. some super cool parts. I love the dynamics of the three vocalists. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't think it's worth the ranking and the hype. And that many yep. sold. Can't disagree with you on any of that. It's not an album that like 
I'm going to just listen to over and over and over again. Partly again, it goes back to I've heard all these songs so many times anyway. They're in the ether. They're in sort of everything we do. So you don't have to sit down and listen to it like you would something a little more obscure. Beyond the hits and a couple sort of nice outliers it's not an album i'm gonna sit with very much we might we might be losing some some finest work fans with this <laughs> man if we didn't lose them over shania twain <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's a good point all right listeners it's time for your senior quote all right it's your senior year you've got your picture in the yearbook and you get to pick a quote underneath it that is going to represent the road you've been on or the journey that lies ahead or mm-hmm. any other wacky thing you want to say. <laughs> so Matt, what would your senior quote be? My senior quote from Rumors, which is kind of tough. I'm not going to lie because there's a most of this album, again, is disses to very one-to-one relationships. And so this one, you know, this is probably cliche and it's probably the lazy way out, but this is the best I could come up with. It's from Don't Stop and it's these lines. Why not think about times to come? And not about the things that you've done. If your life was bad to you, just think what tomorrow will do. Just kind of gives you that little, you're getting ready to take another step forward in your life. And hey, if, if things were kind of crappy in, in high school and little John and Beef Boy and, and Tiny Tim and, and Corvette Ray and all, mm-hmm. the, all the guys who gave you hell are a thing of the past because you can move forward. So that would be my Tim. senior question. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your senior quote from Fleetwood Mac Rumors? Matt, my senior quote would be from Secondhand News. When times go bad, when times go rough, won't you lay me down on the tall grass and let me do my stuff? That's just saying, you got to yeah. self-care, man. You got to take self-care. care of yourself when things get rough. What would have been your stuff like your senior year of high school? Man, probably just playing guitar. Just, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Out on the quad. You know. Stevie Nicks walks by with her signature rain stick. Trademark yep. rain stick. Nick sticks. Available only at that kiosk in the mall. Yeah, we need to go into the kiosk and treat it like a guitar center. <laughs> like go up and be like, hey, I'm looking for this sort of sound. Early rusted sure. root. They turn one over. You're like, yeah, it's got a little bit too much high end. Is there something with a little more body to it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for sitting with us as we talk about another quote-unquote classic album. We always appreciate the listens and the downloads and engaging with us on social media, which you can do on Twitter or Instagram at Finest Work Songs. You can also hit us up on Facebook or on the website, finestworksongs.com. And be sure to send us those emails, finestworksongs at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe we'll read one of yours on a future Kenny Gmail. I want to take us out on the greatest song that has come out of any of these singers and no i'm not talking about landslide folks Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio. 
and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.